0: want to welcome you today. I'd like to share these verses of scripture with you this morning found in Acts chapter 8, verse number 26. And as for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, "Go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza." And so he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the candace, the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and he was now returning. Seated in his carriage, he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the carriage. And Philip ran over. He heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. And Philip asked, do you understand what you're reading? And the man replied, how can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and to sit with him. I want to talk to you again today about slaying the dragon of racism. God is a God of diversity. God set diversity in motion after the flood. When the people decided they were going to build the Tower of Babel, they got together. They said, we'll build a tower that reaches up into heaven, and in in that process, we will exalt ourselves to the position and the level and the stature of God. And God was very displeased with the arrogance of the people. And so he confused their languages and the people were forced to leave that area and to go into separate places, into separate locations throughout the world. God loves diversity. As human beings, we can get comfortable in our own little world. We can get comfortable with people that think like us, that look like we do, that act like we do. And that are a lot, have a lot of similarities that we have in our life. And so many times we try to avoid people that are different than we are. But I'm here to tell you this morning that God loves all people. There was a good friend of mine and he wrote this on Facebook. He says, if you ever have looked outside on a beautiful fall day, you would see that God loves color." And whenever I read those words, I thought that is one of the most poetic and beautiful things that I've ever written. I wish that I would have said that because it's spot on. Because God loves color. It doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter uh, what na- race or nationality, nationality that we are. That God loves every one of us. And God didn't make us all brown. He didn't make us all black or white or tan or red or yellow, but God made every single one of us exactly like he chose to. And today, we have more in common than separates us. There's more that unifies us as human beings than what divides us. There's a need inside of every single person for love and for acceptance. There's a need inside of every person for friendship and for companionship. We all have a need for peace that comes from unity. Every single one of us, there's a desire to worship God. There's a desire to know God in the heart and the life of every person. We all need mercy. We all need forgiveness. And every single one of us hunger for the truth that's gonna set us free of guilt and shame and bondage. Yes, injustice has happened in America, but there is more that unifies us than what divides us, because everybody needs food, everybody needs water, everybody needs air, and today we need love, we need acceptance, we need caring and compassion and respect, everyone is looking for life liberty, and the chance at happiness. Today, there's more that unifies us than what would divide us. And I know we live in a divided world today, but there's more that draws us together. There's more that brings us together. And I believe that God would have us to focus not on those things that divide us, not on our differences, but those things that would bring us together, that would draw us together. Uh, it into one heart and one mind and into one accord. Division is a device of the devil. It's a, divi- it, it, it's a device that is intended to instro- to destroy you. It's a, it's a device that's intended to destroy me. It destroys friendships. It takes the focus on what we've got in common and it puts the focus on our disagreement. It, it puts the focus on what uh, might be coming between us today. Division will destroy your peace of mind. It'll take away your joy. And the devil tries to bring division to isolate us from those people that care about us and love us and, 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 and want our best interest. And they've got our best interest at mind and in heart today. The devil will try to bring division to destroy men and women and boys and girls, churches, families, and marriages. Any married couple has got to focus on their agreement. Every every married couple has got to focus on the things, the love that brought them together. Because when a married couple begins to focus only on their differences and their disagreements and their mistakes, and the arguments that they've had, and their shortcomings, and their failures, surely that married couple is destined for divorce. Divorce. But a married couple's got to come together in agreement. A married couple's got to come together in uh, unity. We've got to, listen, if we made mistakes, if we've had failures in the past, we've got to correct the failure, and then we've got to move on. To greater things and to greater greater days. I've counseled with couples before. Maybe where a spouse is unfaithful. And the faithful spouse decided to stay in the marriage. But I've seen times where that faithful spouse spouse constantly kept remembering and reliving the indiscretion of their spouse. And then they've come into my office and they've talked to me about this, this reliving this, this, this memory, this reliving of this mistake. And I've counseled them and I said, if you want your marriage to last, you've got to put the past behind you and you've got to move forward in the future to better things and better times and better days. In America, we're a family. In America, we come together as a nation. Uh, America is the great melting pot of all the world, and we come together. Maybe we come from different countries and different backgrounds, every one of us, different nationalities, but America is a family. I realize mistakes have been made in the past, I realize horrible crimes have been committed against our fellow men and and, and fellow women. But we've got to stop reliving the mistakes of yesterday. We've got to stop focusing on our differences. We've got to stop focusing on our disagreements and begin to focus on the things that reunite us and join us together. Stop inflicting the pain. Stop inflicting the, the, the abuse. Stop re-injuring old scars and we're moving forward. We're going to help one another succeed. We're going to put division behind us. We're going to focus on the things that unite us. We're going to focus on common objectives. We're going to focus on loving one another and, and being compassionate and helpful for one another. I still say that America is the greatest country on the face of the earth because America has has done more to preach the gospel around the world. America is still the greatest nation for opportunity. America is still the greatest place of equality in all the world. So let's focus on what are our common objectives and what our common goals are. In Acts chapter 8, we find this story, a story of diversity. For we have Philip, who was a Greek evangelist, and then we have the Ethiopian eunuch. He was a treasure. And yet, God doesn't make a big deal of the diversity. God sent Philip on a journey down the South Desert Road that led, the scripture says it led from Jerusalem to Gaza. You see, God knew that there was a man down on that desert road that had a heart and a passion for him. God knew that the Ethiopian eunuch was ready to give his life to Jesus Christ. And so God didn't see an Ethiopian man. God didn't see a black man. But God saw a man that he loved. He saw a man that had great faith. He saw a man that had great potential. He saw a man that had a tremendous spiritual desire. And God sent Philip to talk to the Ethiopian eunuch. God was not trying to be politically correct, if you will, because God has no need for politics. You see, God gave us government when he gave us the Old Testament. God established government, but politics are an invention of man. And so God saw a man that was searching. God saw a man, an Ethiopian eunuch that was longing and searching for a greater walk and searching for a greater relationship with him. You see, God was not trying to reach a certain quota or ethnic mix in the church, but rather God saw a man that longed for him. And so God sent Philip to talk to this Ethiopian man. The world focuses on all the differences. The world says, you're from that tribe. I'm from this tribe. We've got our differences. You stay there. I'll stay over here. But God established the fact that through faith in Jesus Christ, we come together as one. You see, God, through Jesus Christ, brings us together in one family. God unites us in spirit. God unites us in purpose, and there's more that unites us that divides us, and that unifying factor is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He brings us together. In Galatians chapter three, verse twenty-six, it says this: "For you are all children of God. For you are all children of God. Doesn't matter whether you're white, red, yellow, black, brown, tan." We're all children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put Christ on, like putting on new clothes. There's neither Greek or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for we are all one in Jesus Christ. I realize we don't always look alike, but through Jesus Christ, we are one. Years ago... Many years ago, I was one of the pastors at Solid Rock Church in Jefferson City, and one day I was out doing hospital visitation, and I met a lady, and I told her where I was, where I was on the pastoral staff at Solid Rock Church, Jeff City. And the lady looked at me, and she said, well, I heard that all the pastors at Solid Rock were, were Brother Skiles, were Pastor Skiles' sons. You must be one of Pastor Skiles' sons. And so I went right, right along with her, and I said, yes, ma'am, I am. I'm one of his sons, even though I look nothing like him, even though I'm five years, only five years younger than he is, but I went along with her. And then I finally told her that, no, I was not one of his sons. You see, through Jesus Christ, we might not all look the same. We might have some differences of opinion, We might have some differences of uh, of preferences, but today through Jesus Christ, we are all sons and daughters of God. Everyone in the family of God doesn't look the same, but through Christ Jesus, we're part of his, God's family today. And externals don't matter to God. Externals matter a lot to men and humans so many times, but God didn't reach out to the Ethiopian eunuch because of his skin color. But rather, God reached out to this Ethiopian man because of his longing. He didn't reach out to the Ethiopian man because he was a treasure, because of he was a man of great prominence, because of his statute uh, or stature or status in society. But God sent Philip to talk to the Ethiopian eunuch because God knew that this man had a heart and a passion for him. We gotta gotta stop seeing past. We, We gotta learn to see past the externals. We gotta learn to see past our differences. We've gotta begin to look past our own opinions and the things that separate us because there's more that unifies us than divides us. And the great unifying factor is the love of God given through his son, Jesus Christ. On the South Desert Road to Gaza, God saw a willing heart that was ready to receive Jesus Christ as a savior. And so God sent Philip to bring the Ethiopian eunuch into the tribe of Jesus Christ, into the family of God. And so Philip went down there. He saw this man, in his, in his carriage, he got close enough. He heard him reading the scripture. He felt the, the, the leading of the Holy Spirit to go over and begin to walk along that carriage and begin to talk to that man who was reading from the book of Isaiah. And he offered him that, 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 that leader from Ethiopia. E- Ethiopia offered him to come into his carriage and Philip came into his carriage and began to talk to him about the scripture. He began to explain the scripture He began to talk about Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. He began to tell him the good news of the the gospel of, of Jesus Christ, of the saving grace of God. And that day, that man accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. You see, we've got to love and care for one another. We cannot walk and live in division, or we cannot walk and live in disagreement, because division and confusion or of the devil. But the mercy of Jesus Christ binds us all together. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3, it says this, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit and binding yourselves together in peace. For there's one body, there's one spirit, And just as you've been called to one glorious hope for the future, there's one Lord, there's one faith, there's one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all, in all, and living through all. God is a God of unity. He's a God of love. He's a God of agreement. We can see it in the Trinity. We have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three divine persons, unified, in complete agreement, working together with one objective, and that's to seek and save those that are lost. God is a God of unity. We might look different, but we are all one. We might look different, but every one of us needs food, air, water. We might look different, but we all want peace and wellness and wholeness. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassion? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. You see, we look at people so many times, we see all the differences, but really we're all the same because we all want life, liberty, and the opportunity for happiness. We might all look different, but every single one of us needs a Savior. We might look different, but every one of us have a part in the family of God, in the body of Christ. We have a place. We have a part. In closing, every one of us wants a chance to live in peace. Everyone is seeking for respect and love, and acceptance. You see, there's much more that unites us than divides us. The things that divide us are ideas and many times personal opinions and preferences, because really, we all are looking and longing. We want the same thing. We're longing for the same things today. And so I would encourage you this morning, let's work together. Let's walk together. Everybody wants to live in peace. Everybody wants to live in safe safety. Everyone wants to live free from racism, free from prejudice, free from bias. We want to have the freedom and the liberty and joy and happiness. God set forth those principles in his word, and everybody needs a savior. And so I would encourage you today, if you do not know Christ, your personal savior, to accept him today. And in fact... As we close in prayer, I'll offer you an an opportunity to accept Christ as your personal Savior. And so this morning, I want to encourage you. The Bible tells us that to have eternal life, we must be born again. And that's to be born in the Spirit. That's to be born by accepting Christ. That's that's to be born again by, by being crucified in the flesh, by dying to sin and raised up to new life in Jesus Christ. And so I'll, I'll encourage you to accept Christ today in your heart and life. Let, let's pray this morning. Dear God, we just thank you, Lord, for your, your, your love, your mercy, your compassion. God, that you see every one of us are, are important to you. Every single one of us matters to you. And I pray for America. I pray, God, that we will come together as a country, that division and conflict and strife will be put aside Yes, God, that that things that need to be corrected in our society will be corrected. The ills will be corrected. But God, bring us together in love and mercy for one another. And I just pray, God, that there'll be especially no division in the church. But Lord, the division within our cities, within our states, within our nation will be ceased. And dear God, you'll bless us and help us to come together and realize there's more that unites us than what divides us that we don't all look the same or act the same or think the same but the standard is your word and i pray god we might give ourselves to your word because in your word we find liberty and peace and equality and bless us and today i pray if there's one listening to me this morning that's part of this video cast that does not know your, you as your your personal savior God, that they'll pray this prayer right now. And if you do not know Christ your Savior, I invite you to pray this prayer with me today. Dear Lord, I recognize that I am a a sinner. And today I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. I believe that he died upon the cross for my sins. I believe that he rose from the grave on the third day. Today I confess all of my sins. Today, I just believe, Jesus, that you're coming into my heart. And Lord, I declare that you are my Savior and my Lord. I just give my life wholeheartedly unto you right now. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. In Christ's name, amen.